0: La 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 la
1: Yeah, right, there. Yeah, that smashing track, that gets heavier and heavier every time you hear it. Brothers of the Road by... Hey, KK's Priest. Yes, yes, and KK Downing back on the show. Brother Shane, how cool is this? You know, we were just checking in with our man uh, who's in the middle of writing new stuff, and we just said, you know, we, we got to check in and see how KK's doing, because we would have wanted to see him live right around now, but of course, with the surge in COVID cases around the world, tours are stopping and all of that and he can't wait to get out there and we were just pumped to chat with the man how are you feeling
0: good man we plus we uh wanted to tap in on a lot of uh, judas priest noise it's noise that's basically been circulating interviews and stuff have surfaced and there's some some anger out there
1: we talked yeah and we got it all coming this is John Halford. The Holy of Hey, yeah, this is T. Hackett. The folks are just recovering a triumph from the Tolkien Rock with Dave and Shane. Hey! We are celebrating the return of the Sentinel KK Downing, our pro- probably our original friend of the show. Don't you think brother Shane maybe? Yeah, I think absolutely. Uh, going back here. We've we've interviewed him how many times God, four, I got four or five I I lose count but I lost we were, count yeah yeah me too but we were checking in with our brother uh from uh, another world Great Britain KK Downing founding member of Judas Priest now of course KK's Priest the album sermons of the center behind Shane right there uh, well you can't see the zoom but you can see that we. You can picture the. Album Someday cover. you will. Someday you will. It's over his shoulder. Right there. <laughs> the over the shoulder graphic, like we call it in local news, uh, when you see the news anchor and there's a graphic over their shoulder. That's what they call yeah. it, an over the shoulder. But yeah, the album's over Shane's shoulder right now. It's such a, f- and that's the vinyl edition, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm gonna grab it here just for the yeah, sake
1: of this one, uh, this was my album of the of the yeah. year. Oh, it's metal. fantastic. Uh, yeah, it was uh, just for- phenomenal.
0: For many reasons, but um, you know, in the songs Incarnation, Hellfire, Thunderbolt, Sermon of the Sinner. I don't know how to say this one. Sacerdote, E. Diablo, Raise Your Fist, Metal Through and Through, Return of the Sentinel, Brothers of the Road. Oh man.
1: Wild and Free.
0: (laughs) (sighs) Hail for the Priest.
1: It's so good. It's so good. there's, There's Ken. Yep. That's the autographed edition right yeah. there. I just score that
0: uh, on on the website early on. Yeah, man. I don't I don't waste time on that stuff. You yeah, do not. I just dude. My first record was British Steel. I mean, yeah. My first record I bought with my own money was British Steel. So mm. I don't know. I just I'm I'm partial a Priest. I'm always going to be. So oh,
1: Amen, brother. I love it. <laughs> That's so awesome. Because
0: well, I mean, he KK talks about that today. You know, he said basically uh that that was the album that he considered to be heavy metal
1: yeah he said that was when the world that that, yeah everything came together everything everything just came together yeah the the twin guitars i think think it's a little before
0: that but right the the critics say it was 76 with uh sad wings virgin killer sad wings of destiny and uh rainbow yeah
1: you know those that trio of records damn good year oh man and everything
0: went went up a notch
1: yeah you
0: know Richie coming over of course from Deep Purple bringing that shugging guitar and um, Scorpions changed from a you know a proggy band on on Brain Records to uh, a very hard rock album Virgin Killer is so
1: heavy record
2: such
0: such a great album yeah (laughs) controversial record as well
1: yeah, yeah, you know, album cover had to be uh, redone, but yeah, it was uh, original
0: cover would not uh,
1: no would not do well today's today's climate. Was it Hypnosis? No. One of the Hypnosis covers, right? Because there think, were there were some they I did. Think a it lot was. Of the I can look yeah. it up. Yeah, but, probably. Uh, they they yeah.
0: always they always had problem. scorpions always had problems with their album covers. You know, yeah. <laughs> there was yeah, we, there was a uh, Love Drive got. Banned from stores for a little while in the U.S. Um, with that whole Tipper Gore thing. You know, they Mm -hmm. ended up having to put a metalized, like it was like a robotic scorpion on the cover of the other version. Uh, Love at First Sting was also banned in some chain stores um, Mm -hmm. with a woman getting tattooed. That that one was the same as Love Drive. They just threw the band on the cover
1: in black and white. Yeah.
0: But that was a famous helmet, helmet Newton photo.
1: <laughs> yeah, we I, and uh, Ken, uh, not Ken. Um, Klaus talked about that a while back uh, on our show. He talked about like the yeah. uh, they were going after yeah, helmet, and they were going after um, a certain image of models, uh, think Newton models. Uh, they wanted to do something like it was a walking pose the original picture had nude models I think walking towards the camera and they wanted to redo that so it was the that idea where it was the band uh, in like black leathers walking to the camera I think is yes. something how we said it yeah but it was based on, yeah. on that famous uh, portrait or painting yeah
2: but yeah uh,
0: the first version I got that was the inner sleeve the flip side the lyrics were on one side that photo from helmet was on the other side okay and then yep. on the on the i think it was like the later version of the what was that what was the chain i can't remember anymore isn't that bad uh there was a chain a record chain that refused to uh refused to have that tattoo cover on the, mm. on their shelves so instead of just putting them in bags or something they yeah. censored it and the scorpions had to re-release it in a pg version
1: yeah. so it's what happened back then you know it's what it's what happened at the time you know but uh, they
0: they even got in trouble with taken by force by the way so
1: they had a cemetery
0: they they had a cemetery photo and Mm. people thought that was insensitive so that was censored out and Mm. that got a different cover as well in the u.s that's my scorpions knowledge for that's it
1: that's the scorpions saga right there brought to you by uh well shane (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, but uh yeah kk man i mean just what a treat always to talk with him and and you know we covered uh, you know we, what have we learned we know that he is writing new material we caught him in the middle of that process he said he was he was taking some time away and gave us a good hour and some change really i think an hour and 10 minutes um while uh, working on some new music and he's riding high off of uh, sermons of the center we all are as you were saying there it's just so cool uh and you know we get into some of the tension with the band too you know uh on uh, on ian hill's birthday of course priest bassist and they go back i think the farthest uh for anything that has anything to do with judas priest kk downing and uh, ian hill and and unfortunately he said they don't talk yeah it, it's uh it's really sad
0: dave i i, I really wish uh <clears throat> you and i could dress up as attorneys or something and just get yeah. everybody together in yeah. room. i I, th- I seriously i that's how stuff's worked out, and yeah. I really think that these guys just really needed this talk. Yeah, you know, Pat, move the attorneys aside. Um, just as mates, as you
1: said, just as old old buddies, just I as mean, just
0: as old mates. You know, guys that used yeah. to share a pint after every show. Yeah, guys that have been you know, bled together. Um, Lugging your you gear. Know, how, many, that, how many? How yeah. many freaking albums? How many freaking classic albums has this band put out together? Yeah. You know, I'm not knocking Richie. I'm not, I have no ill will towards the current version of Priest. I just yeah, really wish Richie. that I just really w- wish that Glenn and and Ian and Rob and KK would just get, get together and yeah and call it a day with with you know the, the bad feeling.
1: Well, they did that. And I remember when they put together the mythology. Yeah, you know, I'm blanking on that. I think that's the name of it. It was um, the release they did around like 2003. They got and in the documentary, you know, Rob said, yeah, you know, they got together. They had tea. He said it was very British, uh, but they they got together. They talked about uh, what would go in the box set. And they said, yeah, and I guess we'll do another album. And and Rob said in the, the documentary, you know, uh, just like that. I'm, I'm back in the band. Does the world know, you know, my, my Rob Halford impression is, is horrible. And I love Rob I, dearly. We love him dearly. He's been on the show. He's a, he's a friend of the show, you know? Um, but I just remember him saying it. And, and at the time, you know, the, the blood was pretty rough between the two parties, I think, you know, just from what I remember reading the press, uh, and so it's like if that can happen, and even KK said, you know, all these bands get back together. You know, I mean, Van Halen did it. You know, Guns and R- he mentioned mm-hmm. Guns and Roses. You know, so you think yeah. if that can happen, how how can this not? But you know, just you, we we don't we're not all privy to everything, mm-hmm. and in many ways, maybe n- nor should we be. You know, but it's well, uh, they got, it's yeah,
0: they got together and put together one of their best albums, catalog mm-hmm.
1: records, Angel. Oh, retribution
0: and, it's amazing Yeah, you know i i remember being in the store here and that thing and i just i ran over the counter and said excuse me is this he said yeah it is and i said can i and he handed me a copy of it and i'm like see ya yeah, yeah. i mean, I bought it on the spot dude that's oh, i yeah. was just blown away i'm like this is classic classic priest but yeah. you you pointed out some stuff with uh tim ripper Owens uh recently in a blabbermouth article that just came out uh like four days ago where tim was talking about uh it was just they were just reiterating pretty much what tim was saying about there was some ill will at the time he was in the band with with glenn and kk and that was way back in the early 2000s right like yeah like um,
1: uh like 96 it was the demolition era which i want to say i think was 2000 yeah it was uh one of the members of the band hate breed has a podcast and was talking with um with uh, Tim Rick Rones about it. And yeah, he said, yeah, he saw the tension back then. He saw how they weren't together. Like, uh, you know, uh, Tim Owens would go over to KK's house and they'd hang out, and have a pint work and and how like they weren't, he, they were never together. Like Glenn and KK were never together at that time. So it's like, you know, even that early, you know, there were things uh, going on. And I remember doing, uh, when they were doing the um, classic albums uh, doc for uh, British Steel, actually. And, yeah. and like, if you watch that, you could see, you could pick up maybe some friction as they both were standing next to each other, playing the guitar licks and stuff like that. I mean, there were some looks at, at each other that were kind of like, Oh, geez, you know, everything is everything. Okay. You know, but you know, as a fan, you have no idea, you know, but um, yeah. so I think a lot of times, unfortunately these things brew over years, you know, but, but they, they're brothers in rock and roll. I mean, they've got something, you know, they did something incredible, you know, and then some, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's, it's always the classic story
0: of, of uh, turmoil, around managers and band decisions and manager decisions. And I just wish that sometimes there wasn't so much turbulence um, yeah. involved with bands as they, as they get older, because it's, uh, time is short, you know, now yeah. for, for priests and the priest camp.
3: And mm-hmm. I'm not
0: saying that they're, they're at that store, but I mean, um, a lot of the bands that toured around the time that, you know, started around the time that priest, did that or no more i mean budgie just lost uh, Burke, mm-hmm. the singer guitarist um
2: yeah
0: it, it's uh we're you know most you know there's just not a lot of time left and david coverdale talked quite a bit about that the last time we talked to him
2: yeah
1: all the people he's you lost know, along uh, the way and...
0: and david's david has been going around and, and making amends with everybody at least attempting to everyone except mr sykes but um yeah. I, I know sometimes blood is just so bad. Mm-hmm. You really can't do anything about it, but I don't know. Thoughts?
1: <laughs> no, I, it, I'm with you. I mean, yeah. Coverdale talked about it. Cause you know, when he did the reissue of um, the 84 album, he was talking about, you know, think, um, is it Mal? Well, let's yeah. see. Cozy's gone. Right. Uh, John Lord's gone. I mean, I think he was always, he was always tight. With, I, yeah. Bernie. Yeah, um, uh, he made it with, with Bernie, I think right, or they made up with were, Bernie.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, made it with Bernie. Uh, some other, I think some other parties too. But um, I think he talked about his, uh, you know, things with him and Richie also a little bit, right? He talked about that. I got to go back and listen mm-hmm. to the tape, but yeah, I mean, you, you're yeah. right. It, it's just, uh, you know, we think about it as, you know, certainly we're trying to talk to all these guys while we can, and and I think fans, we want to see these guys in concert as as much as we can you know but also yeah I mean what is it like for these artists to try to connect you know uh and and bury the hatchet if possible and you know but KK said there's there's been no he said he's completely out you know like there's no communication which is um you know just really you know really sad you know the whole organization shut down on him he said you know and um just a terrible it was thing. kind of
0: shocking uh it was a kind of, sorry about that I no. kind of shocking
1: to hear um
0: you know, talking about the Screaming for Vengeance thing. Um, yeah, yeah. Novel. G2 uh, is known for their graphic novels, put out you know, an Anthrax one so far, Dio one D01. They've done numerous uh, rap and other newer artists, uh, comic books and graphic novels for them. And uh, Priest is, is doing in the process right now of, you know, it's pre-order right mm-hmm. now. Uh, Screaming for Vengeance graphic novel with uh, a little toy that's based on the eagle on the front or the Hellion, um, and KK wasn't even aware of it. That was that was a little disappointing. Yeah, you broke the uh, news to KK because yeah. he said he. he yeah. I, I, not like to you thought, up, I'm like, sorry. Would, yeah. Would be a, yeah, no, it would be a great idea to get. Um, it would be a great idea to get kk's pre stuff as a, as a graphic novel because it kind of lends itself to that yeah this eerie <laughs> there it is
1: there it is that eerie yeah uh, it's i mean it almost looks like it, it looks right like out. a cover yeah it looks like a comic kind of cover how did it feel yeah. uh for you shane to uh, you know i'm watching and i'm like you know shane just broke that news to to our friend kk how did that feel uh you know was it a strange place it was be? sad I, yeah. I i thought it was
0: that like i don't know it would, you would you would like to be up on everything that your yeah. former band was was doing at least i i, I mean, absolutely yeah he spent most of his life in the band and uh in my opinion he kind of deserves that kind of treatment to at least get mm-hmm. a phone call and say hey just let me you know but uh, i guess he's boxed out a lot of that stuff the decision making
1: yeah. yeah that's Jim. what he was saying and he, he hinted to the fact that their lawyers are still involved is kind of the sense i got and you know um I know at one point he was a legal member still a legal member of the band i don't know if that's the case now but um it's you know it's just uh yeah it's an unfortunate thing you know especially you know like he said ian plays the songs uh kk was part of the writing team ian wasn't and he said that you know for ian not to let him play uh not to let kk play you know the songs that he wrote you know it's like well that takes some thinking about you know uh, words to that effect so it's it, it's it's a lot to. It's, it's very sad, you know, it really is, you know, but, but uh, we also have thankfully KK's Priest and he's carrying on, you know, and, and doing his thing. And like he said, the guitar tones are still the same, you know, the, uh, the, the rig setup is the same. So at least, you know, you still get blazing KK, you know, but, but yeah, it's very tough when you think about all that stuff going on. Don't you think?
0: There's, there's quite a few bands out there. that It's, it's very sad that, um, you know, Reich's another one that were yep. in that place um where the 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 two sides just can't can't get it together can't get it together and just make make amends somehow you know
1: yeah it's been 10 10 years now since jeff tate uh let go from the band i think yeah it was 2012 when that happened i would believe it's been a decade already
0: There's another another band not metal of course but new order has been fighting for geez the last 20 years um peter hook the bassist basically one of the the main um he has that iconic bass sound that you you automatically would know it's a new order song. Yeah. Um, he uh, was booted and, you know, there's not, uh, there's not a whole lot of um, everything's done through the attorneys. You know? Yeah. There's not a whole lot of communication. It's just, uh, so he goes out and plays old new order records. At least he got the rights to do that. Um, something just happened with, with John Lydon and the sex pistols. Um, I guess the sex pistols teamed up, um, and he's, he's offended right now. They're, they're warring in the sex pistols camp over same, same kind of thing rights. And, um, he wasn't, uh, included or involved in the documentary that they were, it's, it's about to be released and, um, just sad to see, um, uh, a lot of that bad blood man. yeah yeah really you just you just want to see you, you want to see every band kind of do what guns and roses is, is trying to do and yeah, at least get at least get back on the horse and at least try to make one record or something you know yeah or one do one tour
1: but yeah which it looks like they're doing a record uh they're doing something yeah. uh, so which they is, did a
0: single and now they're doing a record so yeah
1: old school's out the single right i think yeah and then yeah, yeah so that'll be cool to here's some new guns and the, and that, that uh, once in a lifetime tour, that never ends. <laughs> and we don't want it to, <laughs> we don't want it. Yeah. To. <laughs> but uh, KK of
0: course said there was some confusion. Uh, he was confused. He said that, you know, it was a farewell tour.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so he, he basically thought, you know, it was over. He was kind of trying to leave the door open uh, when he walked away to obviously come back. Yeah, but um he thought that was it because rob was doing solo material at the time and other stuff and then when they rehired when they hired somebody else to um uh, to do do his 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 end uh he was completely taken aback
1: yeah it's and great. offended absolutely you know, rightly yeah. so yeah 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 you know. and he lays it all out he lays it all out there and uh and I have to say, it was a full circle interview. We talked about the early days. We talked about the, oh. the great times, the difficult times. And, uh, you know, what do you say? We uh, want to roll the tape, Dave. Do you want to roll it? Let's roll it. All right. wait. Oh.
0: Yeah.
2: Ken. How are you doing,
1: guys?
0: There he How
2: is. You?
1: What's going on, man? <laughs> <laughs> Defender. <laughs> Love it. Yes. Absolutely, man. I think he's
3: Philly. All right.
1: Yeah, man. How, How are about you, doing, you, sir?
3: Yes. Good. Nice to see you guys. You too. It's David David and Shane. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Say. It's nice
1: to see you too. Nice to talk with you again, man. I appreciate you.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. You guys been all good? We've been good, I'm man. Tr- Hanging tr- in. Trying to be. Yeah. <laughs> Any rock and rolling town or not? Just some shows going on over there? Yeah, they've kind of slowed
0: down in the last month, but yeah, there was yeah. it was going pretty good there between the summer yeah. and yeah, and and, and and
3: Christmas. Yeah, it's just gone a bit backwards here for the last month, you know, um, with things going on. So, but hopefully, uh, it'll uh, yeah, it'll start moving moving in the do- right direction again. <laughs>
0: how's how's the steel mill then? Even
3: yeah, of well, the- as I say, you know, um, I think probably around that Christmas time because everybody was saying over here because. They were talking about locking down for Christmas at one point. You know, Christmas and New Year. Yeah. Um. So it all got a bit tricky again, and so um, there were some Christmas shows at the Steel Mill. A band, a UK band called Fonder. Do you know? What oh yeah, days? absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they did two shows. Uh, first night sold out completely, which was good. About two and a half thousand. Well, two and a half thousand people. Nice. You know. So. Um, but since then, cheap trick have cancelled, Avatar of cancelled. Mm. Well, just put the shows back, you know, till later this year. Yeah. So we still don't know. It's balls up in the air yeah. it, as usual. So <laughs> really, we'll, hope, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll see. One yeah. thing's for sure, <laughs> it gives us all of our guys a, a, another good opportunity to uh, put pen to paper and pen a few more songs, doesn't it? Really, you know, especially with the winter. In the yeah. winter what else would we rather be doing you know so uh, can, you, can you tell
1: us about that The are writing uh, like uh, what you're working on I mean I know you don't want to give too yeah. much away obviously but just tell us so uh, what you're looking at there
3: yeah no, I'm on it now today you know I've just stopped to do this so um, oh nice yeah it's it's pretty good because it can be it can really lift your spirits you know to, to write songs you know, and it can make you feel good about lots of things because you can get excited about the songs yeah you know oh, yeah. Uh, i mean not for everybody some people probably think oh what a miserable day today we didn't come up with any ideas <laughs> You know, but, uh, and I, I guess everybody has those days but um but it's kind of quite nice you know um to to, to like when it comes around about you know dinner time and and you and you feel quite um relieved and excited and rewarded that you've actually put something down that you think is pretty good you know and that kind of um I mean, it's always good to crack a beer, a beer later on at night. But if you, <laughs> feel as though you feel as though you've done a productive good day's work, in the middle of winter, you haven't been outdoors all day because it's pretty shitty. Um, so, um, and especially with the pandemic thing, at least you feel as though you, you, you're doing something that's going to be, um, it's going to hold you in good stead, you know, uh, in time to come. Yeah, well, we, we're excited you, for that.
0: Yeah, we are. Can you? Is there anything you could tell us about as far as the writing process goes or anything? Uh, any no, not subject?
2: Really.
3: no, not really. No? Not really. Kind of, you know, on my, I'm on my own again, as I was, during, you know, before, you know, um, during the, 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 the writing process to the first record. But what I have to do is um, essentially... Um, the the certain thresholds that you cross, isn't there? Really, you know, because the pressure's yeah. on, you know. So all I want to do is to make sure that before I absorb anybody's time on money, flying around and and uh, working on stuff that's, that that um, that that isn't to a point where it, it's actually quite uh together and and uh, kind of complete in a way mm. even though it even though it's a uh, very kind of you know fag package stuff in a way you know it's kind of uh y- you can audio it from front to back and it kind of makes sense but you know it's 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 a song you know yeah uh, because Uh, I know that when I get to that point, that all the time and when the other guys put their input and everybody spends all of their, you know, more energy and time on it, it's just going to get better and better. So if I can be, if I give it a thumbs up after stage one, uh, then I'm in a happy place, you know. So if you've got like 10, 11, 12 songs, you know, and it's like 45, 50 minutes long. I don't really buy into these albums anymore. Now they're a really, um, really. Um, you know, I, I, well, I think I think what I'm trying to say is I want people to to put it back on again, like the old days. You yeah. Know? I think, yeah, yeah. wow, that's finished already. <laughs> yeah. I'll start it again. You know, we don't. Have people to think, oh, when's this going to end? You know. So, um, <laughs> and uh, and and we've kind of all. Done that, but kind of, um, I think that 45 50 minutes is a good listening period. I think, really, you know,
1: yeah. Well, we got it right. Shane's got it right there. Can I, if I point, does it line up? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how, how the screens look on your end, but Sermons of the Sin has been out for some time now. Time, some time now. I was just cranking it this morning and getting fired up for this chat, man. And I think just like you said, it's like, you just want to play it again, you know? And here we have the return of the Sentinel himself, KK Downing. How are you feeling? I mean, yeah. the album's been out for some time now. Is it, you still, you must still be on a high, right? I mean, I'm, I follow this KK Downing Facebook group dedicated to you and People still post like you know all that all of those tracks and, and people are still so fired up and it's so cool. It's got to be yeah. even more so for yeah. you.
3: I'm really satisfied with the record. I, I, I'm really really pleased with it. You know, um, I, I think it. You know, it certainly holds up well. You know, with uh, anything comparable. You know, and um, and uh, I think it's early days yet. You know, I mean, considering uh, obviously the release went ahead. Uh, we're unable to do any uh, live shows at the moment, but people are working on that. That's for sure. Yep. Um, we did have live shows booked, some great live shows, arena support shows that didn't go ahead. Mm. Um, you know, which is which is a shame. So, in, in consider, considering, really, uh, in the middle of the pandemic, you know. Um, I think you did well, really. Um, certainly did a lot of uh, promotion for the record, which is good. Got to speak to a lot of old friends. You guys yeah. are late to the party. <laughs> late to the party. <laughs> you know, uh, but anyway, you're here now. That's the main thing. But you see, it's not all bad because if I can get the, uh, another record under the belt, you know, by the summer, you know, then uh, as the shows go ahead, once we're out then we'll have two albums we can rock out on and we can we can carry on going you, you see, that's kind of where, you know, the optimism lies um, you know, going into 2023, hopefully we can get some shows at some point this year, but to be honest, now I've started, you know, with this record, I think it would be a good thing to get that under the belt you know because the thing is you know you get some people that don't want to believe and they you know you get some people skeptics saying things and um you know uh this is far from a side project you know this Mm -hmm. is the real deal and uh (laughs) yes uh, Yes. we're we're not a one-trick pony you know the, the next record will come out uh, and I would uh, dearly aspire to release two records within the space of a year. Haven't done that since I was *Killing Killing Killing Machine* and *Stain Class*. I think was the last I think we did that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I stand corrected on that. Um, but but yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. So I'll give it my best, my best shot at doing that. There's no reason why not. It's yeah. you know, <laughs> it, it it can be done. You know, and um, so we'll push on with that. And uh, I like I say, when we get our touring hats on, it'll be—you know—we'll go. We'll be here then everywhere. Awesome!
0: That's, that's fantastic to hear another record.
3: Yeah. Yes. I, yeah, it, yeah, because I heard, I heard Pfizer coming out with yet another concoction, whatever that means. <laughs> I <And know>. I'm, <laughs> sure, I'm sure I, they, there is one. One pill I've heard like, uh, flying around, but they're doing another one coming out in March uh, that is going to see off the uh, this latest uh, variant as well, mm. which is all good news. Yeah. You know, these guys, are, these guys are pretty clever people. Uh, you, know, I, it's amazing. you know, in all fairness to them, they're, they're clever people and uh, they're working away at it. Um, and, um, you know, I've got every confidence in, in those... Uh, Chemists and scientists, you know, to get the job done. I mean, I've done they've done fantastic so far, haven't they? Really, you know, yeah. in a short space of time. So um, I think that um, the future is bright. It's all good, and, and uh, at some point, you know, we'll probably have to accept it like we do the flu. But as long as they've got, because when we have the flu, we can there's injections and pills we can take, and we don't pay too much attention to it. Do we? I know it's still a very nasty thing to have for some elderly people. We'll probably have to accept this is going to be the same sort of thing. Yeah. But as long as that falls in line with with those other things, we can just carry on and forget about it. You know, that's what we want to do, isn't it? Yeah. Is it endemic? Is that the
1: term they use? I think, you know, or where there's some control? I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a scientist, but I, I think that's the term. But no, you're right. I, I, Yeah. I mean, that's the best thing we can hope for. I think, you know, is just get it under control and. You know, and and I, you know, I know for me, I went to uh, the Genesis concert. Uh, it was like the first big like stadium show that I, I had been to since Shane and I saw The Misfits uh, two, exactly two years ago. This was last month. And it was like it, it was, you know, we were all wearing masks. It was still great to see a show, but it was it was weird at the same time, you know.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we had some good things going on. Like I so the steel mill, I, I got there for Shanker and Doro on the standstill. Yes. That was really cool and stuff like that. So um yep, yeah, we just gotta get over this hurdle and we'll be uh, back to normal and uh, back to strength. And that's yeah. what we need to do. Hang in there, hang tight and stay positive. Yep.
0: Yeah, I, I noticed that you uh you, you got your booster recently and uh, the 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 club rules for, for the steel mill are are very strict, very uh it's very cool to see that. Because there's some places in the States that uh, don't have a, as strict a coherence to the, the rules with, with stuff like that.
3: Yeah. Well, obviously with all access shows, you know, um, obviously and the gov- government guidelines over here, you know, they're still in place. And, uh, and of course, what we seem to get is as well, some bands and managements also, you know, kind of stipule, stipulate what what they think that they need as well. You know, uh, in order to protect not just themselves, but the tours because fans have bought tickets. You know, in other shows, you know, yeah. which like <laughs> so the guys really want to make sure that they're going to be okay. Yeah. You know, um, to carry on and, and complete the task, which is fully understandable.
1: You know. Yeah. Definitely. Um, we had a, a Ripper on, I think maybe a couple months ago or so, and he was, uh, you know, talking up, of course, uh, the current album, and just how excited, it, how exciting it is working with you and that creative process, and um, you know, what's, I mean, how would you describe that that relationship, you know, working with Ripper and and uh, and all these guys, especially you know, with with a, a great album under your belt already, you know, and moving forward. Yeah,
3: yeah, no, it's obviously it's, um, you know, obviously ha- having. Uh, toured with Ripper and uh, done albums before in the 90s. You know, it was great to get back with, uh, you know, uh, working with uh, with him again, you know. Um, I mean, as, as we know, I mean, his capabilities, his vocals, are, they're totally extraordinary. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, it was good because, you know, we... We did do that one-off show at the Steel Mill, which was very rushed and pushed. It was crazy. The guys flew in the night before, yeah. you know. <laughs> and I, and, and that's, to- yeah, that's totally out of my comfort zone, really. Yeah. You know, as was the thing I did with Ross the Boss, you know, because they flew in the night before. That was you know, awesome, yeah. We had, we had one run through. So I don't like that because, you know, all of my life, well, I managed to get into a comfort zone where you get, consistency, you know, the crew and production manager and road manager and, yep. you know, tour manager. I'm ex- you know, lots of people that uh, are very experienced, you know, and you feel like you're in safe hands, you know, that like if you fall, somebody there to catch you. Yeah. Where where this time around I'm thinking, oh, I'm just here, if I fall, I'm <laughs> going to be flat, <laughs> flat on the floor. Um, and that's... You know um so so but yeah i got through that and um but when we did the videos you know it was great to rock out you know with ripper and the band yeah, we and we had a taste of what it would be like you know and um and so yeah we're looking forward to it it's only good things ahead you know yeah yeah was that back in the
0: days of priest uh, KK, does that, you, how, how long did you and, and Glenn used to rehearse for, for tours, big tours?
3: Yeah, well, you know, we, I think we were kind of... Um, I think that we were like-minded, um, you know. And we had the luxury, not in the early days, but like, you know, for some decades, we had the luxury of going, okay, This has got to be controlled it's got to be right we've got to fine-tune this everybody you know and and uh, myself and glenn i think we were very uh, you know similar in that way you know if you can do it it's just down to the extra hard work you know you know so if we think oh one more run through well you know it's like it's midnight you know the crew's here you know, the last run through was good. Yeah, yeah. But let's do it one more time. Yeah. And, um, and and inevitably we would go out, pack up after the production rehearsals, probably fly somewhere, drive somewhere to another country, get on stage. And the first show would be absolutely 100 percent on the money. Yeah. It's the next night when you drop out, you drop your guard <laughs> thinking, oh, I can do this blindfolding now. And that's when you start to, hang on, how did I make that mistake? You know, so <laughs> it's, the sec- it's the second and third night you have to watch out for, mm. Uh, mm. not the first night, you know. yeah. So we-, we would come off after doing the first show that you go, like, oh, yeah, on such a high, you know. <laughs> then the next night, I think, hang on. How did we mess that bit up, you know? Because, um,
2: that's kind of it. You,
1: of course, Glenn and Rob, I think are part of the, you know, one of the greatest writing teams in the history of rock. I mean, certainly the greatest writing trio, I think, you know. Um, wh- how did that develop over the years? Like, what, when do you feel like, um, when would you say you felt like, you know, there was a rhythm creatively there, you know, between like all parties, uh, you know, musically? Like, in terms yeah, of writing new material?
3: You know, it's... Um, well, I've been in that situation, you know, where it can be different, you know. And, but what happens, because, like, in the early days, because there's kind of money involved, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, if you, do, you know, at, at, at least if you can get some publishing money, that's kind of direct to the artist, you know. And so if, you know, certain things happen and you don't make money elsewhere, at least maybe you've got that. So it can be, it can, you can get into the, into the rut of being, of it being a bit competitive, you know, yeah. and, um, and I think, because obviously we were a four piece, you know, we won guitar for uh, quite some years. I yeah. was with Al Atkins and Rob uh, for some years, obviously writing uh, and recording. Um, we, we never released an album but we did some recordings you know mm. uh, which is still around somewhere you know and uh, oh, in man. fact i've got a full a full show i think uh, upstairs of, uh, of, of us of a four four piece and i think it was probably when we did um the, the extensive tours with Budgie. no um, uh, yeah oh my god because the recording I've got is at the, at, uh, the Birmingham Town Hall, which is a oh big venue back in the day, you know, yeah. Yeah. 2000 plus, you know, and, and we used to jump on these tours supporting Budgie. I think we did two x ext- uh, When I say extensive, just in the UK, and there would be 30 shows plus. Mm. So uh, were, that was extensive touring, really, and it was great, and we had a great time with the guys, and, um, and we used to do a jam. Like a twelve-bar blues jam at the end, you know, oh, yeah. which was uh, which I'm so grateful for now. Obviously, um, obviously, I did I did write a piece, um, you know, a tribute to Burke. Obviously, as we know, he's just passed yeah, away. condolences. Yeah, and and, yeah. Um, I did post that on my website in Finland, and hopefully, it's it's gone elsewhere. But yep. you know, um, but um, yeah, so I'm so. Um, so so pleased and uh, and honoured to have had shared those uh, those those times you know with the guys you know when we yeah. were struggling struggling <laughs> musicians and yeah. uh, but Budgie were fantastic they were wonderful wonderful yes. people wonderful yeah. people and uh, like I say and uh, I do mention it in my tribute about. Uh, when I was living in, you know, in, 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 in poverty, in a little, little bed sitter, but I had my guitar and I had the radio and I would turn on the radio and listen to this one guy that used to broadcast from a, private, uh, a, a pirate radio ship, I think, you know, mm. oh, yeah. in the North Sea, and I'm pretty sure it was Kid Jensen, mm. you know. And... Um, and uh, and uh, this is going back you know to 67 68 you know when i and but he would play several songs you know and i loved it you know and i was such a big fan and it was great and uh and let's face it you know judas uh, as i also say as well in my uh tribute to burke that that they were you know and 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 burke they were. There at the beginning also, you know, as an embryo of, of, of metal and everything else that we know today, hard rock, heavy rock, whatever it is, that wasn't around at the time, that they were very instrumental and played a very, very important part because they were an inspiration to me, you know, as well as a lot of other bands and obviously and fans uh, to get on board and, uh, and lots of great songs, yeah. uh, great performances to... That four piece, yeah. uh, the video, of that four piece uh, show you were
1: talking about, I don't, has that ever been released? I mean, that'd be something, you know, you know, us fans, we love all that. We eat that stuff up.
3: No, no, <laughs> it's just, uh, it's just when, when that tape recording was recorded, people were recording, if people mm. can remember mm. that far back, it was um, the guy who was like a booking agent, I think, mm-hmm. for us, recorded it, but it was just one of those things mm-hmm. that looked like a book, which had a spin yeah. at one and a cassette at the other. You plug in. Oh yeah. That yeah. that was it. That was, that uh, was it. That's what it was. So it was recorded on that.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah. You
3: know, but I have that recording and it was the first um mm. recording we have of a uh of a life any life performance. Wow. Oh know.
1: that's awesome. Yeah.
3: Because those were still going back to the days when we, as as songwriters, we didn't have anything to record our songwriting days on. Not like today with Pro Tools or Cubase. You know, we just had to remember what we had come up with the (laughs) next day, hopefully. (laughs) And that's true.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. and, and that and that flame wasn't lit again in me until I heard a, a, an interview with Robert Plant in England about mm. six or seven years ago. And he said, oh, we didn't have anything to, you know, to, to not like today. He said, we just we used to have to remember what we did the day before when we got mm. together the next day. And that's what we did. And we used to play riffs over and over and over and over and over again, you know, Hopefully, with the bass player there, with, with the sync. So if you forgot, maybe they would remember, you know, mm. and that's what happened. And yeah. when we started to piece the songs together, we used to play them to death until mm. we had no alternative, but, to, you know, we, we would be able to remember them the next day. It didn't always happen, though. We, yeah. Sometimes yeah. we forgot. <laughs> well, that Crazy. Is- yeah. 1976 uh, I
0: guess that was Budgie's uh Britannia album you guys put out Sad Wings of Destiny uh Scorpions Scorpions put out Virgin Killer Rainbow put out uh, Rising Was there a push at that time KK for bands to just get harder and harder around 1976
3: Yeah absolutely because we were on the you know the uh Chronological evolution, uh, e- evolution of, of music as we know it today, because, like I say, in the um, as a, as a young teenager, just le- about to leave school at the age of 15, you know, m- most of everything was blues or progressive blues, yeah, yeah. and that was it. Mm. You know, in the mid 60s, you know, uh, we were so desperate to. Uh, to coin our own brand of music for, uh, I suppose, people that were kind of blue, blue collar working, working class kids, you know, of those people that worked in the factories, foundries, and building sites and stuff like that, you know. So obviously, we a uh, lots of great players became aware of the blues, and we were all fans, you know. So some of the guys got a jump on me, you know, obviously Peter Green, Eric Clapton and Rory Gallagher, those people in the early 60s. You oh, yeah. know. But, but but they loved blues. They it was so, loved it so much. But they wanted to... They they expanded on it and they did and did a fantastic job of, of becoming progressive blues bands. You know, um, but I kind of... I love the blues and I loved all the progressive blues bands, but I didn't want to be that, you know, I didn't want to do the 12 bar changes at any point. Even if there was a 10 minute solo in there, Eric Clapton solo in the middle of Crossroads, you know, I didn't want to do that, but I kind of practiced that. In in, in the very early days, I I practiced a lot of the improvised solos. Mm. And, And that's all we did in the rehearsal room. Yeah. You know, because we didn't have a singer, so the instrumental part of that became, you know, became a good part of, of, uh, of me honing my skills, really, with really, improvisation, you know, mm-hmm. instrumental stuff. Um, but, but I'd already clocked a few things that got my interest, you know, um, I've, I, and I told a story about the kinks who really got me in 65, that really did get me. Yeah, you know, but, um I didn't know why I liked that song because I was supposed to be a pop fan because they were in the charts all the time. But I, I heard other things like the Eva, uh, the Eva Destruction by Barry McGuire. I heard songs like you know, some of the stuff that the, the Trogs did, but definitely uh Jimi Hendrix and yes. Budgie yeah. you know, yeah. and um and uh and and uh, I and these these riff orientated songs was I was really attracted to mm-hmm. because I liked the kind of the the, the, the kind of metal mechanics of it something about it just uh, attracted me you know mm-hmm. and so when I started writing songs you know um, whenever that was sixty eight or something like that early sixty eight or whatever certainly when i got together with Al Atkins, you know in 69 late 69 whenever that was you know starting writing stuff like never satisfied and what would become obviously whiskey woman became victim of changes Mm -hmm. and lots of songs lots of songs that that i didn't record stuff like joey mind conception and stuff like that i think al's recorded those things but we recorded a lot of stuff you know that kind of but we wrote together like Winter and stuff like that. Did get on, uh, And Run of the Mill, I did with Rob. That was with Rob, I think. OK. Lots of stuff, lots of stuff. But anyway, so kind of this evolution, well, definitely by 1970, we had rock music for the mm. first time around about 1970. We didn't have it up until then. We had rock and roll, blues, progressive blues. But we didn't have I didn't hear bands being called rock bands really until like 69, 70, something like that, you know. Um but but definitely Deep Purple were a rock band to me. Led Zeppelin were a, Yes. <laughs> they were a progressive blues band, but they also had rock as well in there, you know, which was very, very cool.
2: Yeah.
3: And uh, yeah. and that killer the 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 killer riff for um you know a whole lot of love, yeah. Oh my god, you know, it was, yes. it was a yes. group, you know. So, so yeah, yeah. but uh, uh, lots of stuff, it was all starting to move, wasn't it? And I was there pedaling away, riffing out, you know, <laughs> because I knew that heavy metal was there somewhere, but I didn't know what it was called, you know. Um, but it was that's what we that's kind of what we did, you know.
1: And, and when you were looking at, you know, those early days of gear, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think when you were starting out, was it, you had the 64 Flying V and the White Strat, is that correct?
3: Yeah, I had the, yeah, and those were my two guitars, because yeah. up until that point, oh, okay, yeah. I, only, I only had ever one guitar, because lots of people only ever had one guitar. Yeah. So if you broke, broke a string on, on the stage, you had to stop the show. And I've done that, mm. you know, and it, and it was kind of normal. It was kind of a normal thing to do, you know. Um, and then when you had two guitars, it was wonderful because
2: mm-hmm.
3: yeah. <laughs> but for me, right. the main thing was the Fender Strat and the, and the Gibson Flying V or S. There were two different things. Yeah, it, yeah. it was like a fa- it was like a family, and you had a boy and a girl, you know. <laughs> And they and both could perform differently. They could, uh, and they had a, a completely different reason for being, you know, mm-hmm. um, and so um, the tonality and the playability uh, and everything around that, you know, so I was kind of spoiled for choice, you know, because so I could pick up the Strat <laughs> and, uh, um, and I could pick up the Flying V and it was, uh, the world was my oyster, you know. Yeah. K.K., when was the first time
0: you ever heard the term heavy metal
3: back then? Do you remember? Yeah, I think that because things were moving along nicely, quite nicely, because when we first, you know, got coined as being, because you see, we were playing music. People didn't know what to call us. So promoters would bill us as a progressive rock band. I don't know, a, yeah, a progressive yeah. blues band, sorry. Yeah. We just built oh, right, yeah, right. <laughs> this. Yeah. They, they, they thought progressive fit the bill because we were progressive, you know, but they put blues on there because they knew that blues would sell tickets. Right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, so when they called us a uh, a rock band, that was brilliant, you know. Yes, yeah. And then, and then we were called a progressive rock band. And then we were called, oh, was it heavy rock first? I think it was a heavy rock band. or yeah, it was a hard yeah. rock, whichever way round it came. You can tell how old I am. I'm, having, <laughs> I'm going back now to the early seventies, <laughs> which came first, you know. And that was fine too. We were fine with everything they called us, you know, as long as a rock there,
2: right.
3: aggressive rock, hard rock, heavy rock. We were cool with all of that, and then some journalists, which probably would have come in, probably around the mid seventies, coined the phrase, you know, heavy metal band. And I'm thinking, yes, yeah, that is wonderful. And of course, that stuff, you know, and yeah. today because uh, I guess it doesn't get any heavier than that. You know? <laughs> no, yeah. Obviously, there's been death metal, thrash metal, lots of other types of new metals, you know. But I was definitely happy with the uh, with the the uh, heavy metal band, you know. I was dead happy, dead happy with that because at least now we had, you know, the brand of music that I heard in my ears back in the mid '60s. You know, when I heard Hendrix playing, you know. you know those heavy metal songs, Purple Haze, those riffs and Foxy Lady. I mean, it just still doesn't get any heavier than that, does it? You, no, you know, no, no, not at all. I man. mean, that, that's, <laughs> as, that's as heavy metal as it gets. Let's face
1: it. Goosebumps right now just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, um, and, and then of course you were, you know, you're you were pretty instrumental in, in the look. I mean, you know, not just for Priest, but I mean, for you know, just transforming the look of what would become heavy metal too which i think is great because there's always been that aspect of trying to find a look for music i mean you know bowie was doing that and alice cooper was doing you know and then and then you brought that you know i think you know you really brought that with priesthood what was that like for you
3: yeah you see because it kind of dawned on me sometime in 1976 and i was i wasn't happy with how the band looked you know i was getting happier and happier all the time with the band because we were you know, we were always kind of progressing up the ladder, but the clothes were, you know, if anything, going backwards, you know, so so we <laughs> fell into the trap. We fell into the trap like most people, uh, and it, it held us in good stead in the early days. Yeah, and, and that was, you see, um, because, uh, because of the pop movement in the 60s, where all the guys in pop bands, they had the same haircut, same shirt, same tie, same clothes, you know, they look peas like peas out of a pod. You know, yeah. and so, yes. so all of the other guys, like the progressive blues band, oh, we steer clear of that. You know, we uh, we wear like denims and ripped denims and uh, and check shirts and uh, and uh, and and most of the guys in the bands. We thought, well, we'll all be different because we don't want to be the same. Otherwise, you know. Uh, it, it, it creates a kind of a weakness, do you know what I mean? So, so you, so then you get some very, very cool bands coming along, you know. Um, and hopefully, we were one of them. If you watch some of the early stuff, we all kind of look different, yep. you know. Um, in the early days, you know, to me, it was all about m- me creating my own presence and identity and image. You know, you had the it was, on everybody, top of the yeah, it was yeah. everybody else, yeah. Yeah. it was everybody else. Yeah. You know, because I would go to extremes. You know, I had long blonde hair down here. Yeah. I would wear. You know, I would, I had all kinds of different things, and then I go out and buy this like camel hair fedora hat. You know, <laughs> anything to be like nobody can surpass KK when it comes to creating his own image but anyway i'm thinking that this is a good thing you know and um but we had a lot of great bands when you think about it that created their own image you know i mean some bands spring to mind like uh like the great alex harvey band you know uh, you know uh, alex harvey had the makeup on and 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 um the the guitar player he, he, he looked uh, um, really extraordinary but very memorable you know uh, and, uh, and you have lots of great bands as well around at the time Jethro lot lots of bands had this great kind of image yeah. you know and and, and so, so I think and and so that's what we kind of did as well I, you know anything not to look like the Beatles or the Searchers or you know, on on all of these pop bands that were wearing the same clothes. And then it suddenly dawned on me and, uh, uh, you know, what we need, we do, what we need is a uniform. We've got to stop this where somebody's in pink, somebody's in cream, somebody's in green, you know, what we do need, we do need a uniform. And, And I'm thinking, and it's got to be, it's got to be black leather and studs. So I did that. So, you know, with what little money I had still, you know, I started putting outfits together, you know, with uh, leather chokers and, and studs and, and things like that, you know. And, and I'm thinking, how could I sell this? I knew it was going to be a hard sell to not all of the members of the band, but some. And, <laughs> uh, and, and so I think... I thought, if Rob can wear the same, you know, then hopefully everybody will, you know, follow suit, really. And that's yeah. kind of what happened. So so I said to Rob, let's go down to London and have some clothes made. And that's what we did. Me and Rob, we jumped on the train, went down there and I had this leather gear made. Um, and um, and uh, for a while, it was just me and Rob wearing the, the black stuff and the... Uh, and the studs and stuff, and then, but and then we all changed over to that, and then when British Steel came around, I was the happiest person on the planet, i could say, because we had a great <laughs> album cover. Oh, uh, I thought the album sounded great, you know, uh, great title, British Steel, and for the first time, we're all in leather and studs, all of us, yeah. and and that was to me, heavy metal was um, i had been born really well and truly by Ben and uh, and of course and we got the we got the twin axe attack, we got everything going for us. And uh and I'm very, very excited to say that, that lots of bands, you know, saw that, liked it, and um and it was fantastic for us to know that all of these other bands, you know, and did it prompt a new wave of heavy metal in the UK, maybe, you know. Oh yeah. And uh but so i'm um, I'm really so happy about that, you know, um, so okay, my screen's just gone off. on back <laughs> uh, and uh, and uh, and it was probably about a year after that that we were we, we were known as the, the the grandfathers, or godfathers of heavy metal which I wasn't very happy about, because yeah, I'm thinking it was all new today still, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it was, it was you, basically. Uh, you were the one that started the London Leather Boy look kind of thing before Rob. Yeah, well,
2: uh, uh,
3: yeah. So obviously there's uh, some very cool footage of me in Japan, you know, um, uh, at some concerts there, you know, wearing the leather stuff um, just on my own. But again, that was OK because everybody it was everybody's kind of had the onus on them to create their own image you know so I just moved tack from you know to the leather and studs you know at that point um and I it was still work in progress you know Mm -hmm. um but I felt so good in it I'm thinking this suits the music you know and uh and I know I was right about that and I was yeah Yeah, you're right it
0: does such a great image yeah such a great image you well, um you, you go ahead. Is
2: in the history book.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I, I think I'm sure I could speak for Shane, you know, we're just we're getting goosebumps, just kind of think about those early days and you know, kind of just you know, re, not reliving it. Well, in a way, reliving it, you know, uh through you. But I'm just wondering because I, I know, you know, when you talk about the twin guitar attack, which was obviously so signature, and, and you know, not to dwell on some of the current stuff, but it just it jumped out to me as such a wild thing when I guess Robin said there was a story about them going to a four piece, which that w- eventually was reversed. But I just started thinking how, I mean, 50 years of, of this legendary experience and how could they even think about going to four, a four piece or so one guitar, I guess, you know, and uh, I don't know. I don't know if you had any thoughts on that again, not to get too deep in that, but it was just one of the things that's jumped out to me at, like all the history and that legacy. And- oh. No, I, I'm
3: like everybody else. I'm totally bemused. It was just like so extreme and um, insulting in a way I guess and uh, insulting mm. to, to Glenn as well you know it was kind of a slap in the face saying that you know to, okay you two guys did it but you know I mean we think just one guy could do what you know it kind of made us kind of and everything that we've done and created Yeah. Um, saying it was all superfluous really and didn't really have the value that that I'm sure most like Glenn will agree with me that, that we perceive that it does have a value, you know. Um, and uh, no, very, very, very strange to even think about that. There must be obviously something that uh, behind the scenes that we don't know. So, um, yeah, you know, um it's kind of awkward for me, guys. You know, because I mean, sure, with myself and yeah. that—that's—that's—that's that's, that's Judas Priest to me. Obviously, I think I've got a license course. to say that. You know, after after spending a lifetime in the in the band, you know, and um, you know, and uh, that the image and everything and all the shows and all the work and all the albums and everything, everything revolves around that. You know, I mean. If you don't see Glenn's red pants on stage, it's not Judas Priest, right? If you don't see, you know, okay, okay, okay. I mean, I created an image with flying V, long blonde hair, leather and studs. I created that, you know, I, it's easy to, to use the wheel, but inventing it is a different story. Yeah. Well, and,
1: and I love that guitar strap that says Priest on it too, to me, like that that's, I mean, that's signature, I love that, I mean, you got it. you know, it's like, it, yeah, it, all, yeah. it all fits, it all fits in, you know
3: Yeah, like I, like I say, I went I, I went the whole route the only thing I didn't do was the farewell tour right. right. That was the tour, we were all retiring we were all going to end the band hmm. and all of that is in the emails you know, the, uh, through November and December of 2010 yeah. you know right. uh we've been asked to, to think of a name for the farewell tour you know it was a tour that was going to end the band so it needs to be something that's, that that depicts that and obviously the epith, epitaph tour um mm. uh, which i think i think glenn i think that was glenn's title you know were those with those various titles we were all putting titles down you know i've got the email somewhere um I just decided not. I didn't want to do the last two because the conditions that were being laid down were things that I didn't want to fall in line with. And I didn't think I was going to enjoy that farewell tour. You know, so I opted out. Yeah. I didn't realise the guys would carry on without me. But obviously, once they once they replaced me, you know, then um, then the uh, it was uh, kind of all all over by the shouting, so to speak, you know. It's, uh, so I, you know so so go ahead guys
0: no uh today's ian ian hill's birthday uh, yep. um do you keep in touch with with ian at all do you guys talk
3: it's a no-go area those guys don't speak to me it's a shame really it's really sad because me and ian we went to kindergarten together yeah right and we grew up to grow up together you know and uh and we were like brothers you know Ian was the brother I never, I never had. I do have a younger brother who is like 15, 16 years younger than me, but obviously it's not like growing up with, you know, so me and Ian, we grew up and, um, and like I said, I hope Ian appreciates all of the songs that I wrote, um, you know, that he's still playing today, um, but denies me the opportunity to play. It's a very sad situation. Why would I want to speak to him? When yeah. he denies me the opportunity of uh, again being a bandmate and allowing me to play, you know those songs that I wrote, uh, that they continue, he continues to make money from and enjoy playing on stage. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, it's the
1: thing. Yeah, you 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 wrote that stuff, and it's you know fifty years. It's just I don't know. I think it's. I remember when I first saw you guys, like, I think it was like on the uh, Angel of Retribution tour. And I was so excited because I thought, you know, I i mean, back then, I thought I would never have, I was kind of a younger Priest fan. And I, and I thought, I, I never thought I'd see you guys, you know? And it was, it was uh, the classic lineup. It was a classic li- lineup of the band. And I was, I was so thankful, you know? And to me, that feels like yesterday. I mean, it's a long time ago, but I guess I, you know, I feel bad certainly for, for fans and some younger Priest fans out there that will, you know, I guess, never see you know kind of that you know but i mean certainly we're thankful that we at least have you doing what you're doing now you know but it's just a shame you know 50 years and like you said for them to lock you out like that is crazy the
3: the thing is the guys told the world that i'd retired to go and look after my golf course but the plan was for us all to retire for i have an email actually saying i'm actually gonna sell the golf course Mm. You know, so it's quite it's different. I, I have that email, and um, and uh, so yeah, it's it's all kind of odd, really. Because yeah. if that's if that's if if there's any element of truth in that, and I just retired, why wouldn't they let allow me to come out of retirement? Something tells me there must be another reason, right? Whatever that yeah. might be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because obviously Rob left the band for thirteen, fourteen years, did many albums, many tours, you know, and um, and I was instrumental. I have to say that, even though Ripper and me now, and Ripper's in the band singing for me, you know, that it was due to fan that put the fan demands to have Rob back, you know, and I could see that they were wanting that, you know. Yes. Um, but so after 13, 14 years, why Rob wouldn't allow me the opportunity to step back in? It's, um, it's, it's, it's it takes a lot of thinking about that, doesn't it, really? And Ian won't let me back in, even though Ian never wrote any of the songs at all. I did. So why does he have license not to allow me to play my own songs? And, um, you know, so... What can I say? Crazy. Is, is
0: there a neutral party or anything that can get involved, KK, where you guys can get in together in a room and maybe talk this stuff out just as
3: old mates? No, no, no. You know, I, I've, I've extended the opportunity to sit, get around, sit around the table. Let's talk this out, you know. Um, you know, before they appointed lawyers, I wanted to sit around. I said, whatever happens, let's not go this route. Right. You know what I mean? That, Get into legal. That, not legal that, that never works. Look at Kiss. That never works. <laughs> no. But yeah. anyway, the answer was no. And all of the answers I've ever got uh, is no, no, no. Mm. You know, um, so, so that's where we're at, really. It's still in the hands of the, uh, the lawyers.
1: Mm. yeah it's uh, unfortunate
0: do you have have, uh, any idea just through friends and network that that you're in uh, how
3: Glenn's doing with his health no I don't you know um, I think he's okay you know um, there is a couple of people I speak to now and again you know and um, and, uh, good people but I think he's okay, you know, but obviously, it's you know, I think as everybody knows, it's a pretty disabilitating disease, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I heard yeah. Rob say that Glenn can still play the guitar, but he does it in a different way these days, which is kind of odd, because in what way is that, you know, so I, I don't really know, I don't know, I don't know, guys, but yeah. anyway, I'm sure that irrespective of anything that's happened, you know, um, I've got a lot of respect for Glenn and we were partners, and we we did that. We achieved so much together. You yeah. know, and I was. It's unfortunately that I was the only one that wanted to say, "Okay," you know what I mean? Bands self-destruct. They do all the time, don't? Oh they? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Band members leave, whatever. They, then they get back together and play play stadiums. You know, like Guns and Roses. You yeah. Know, or, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so um, it happens all the time you know and so that's where I'm coming from but uh, but but like I say now um, I, I I have uh, you know I'm I'm really excited about KK's priest because I think um, we have an awful lot to offer yeah. you know uh, you do offer the world and um, and really if people, you know, uh, want me to keep going? I'll, I'll certainly keep on, on going. Yeah, you know. please do, and, uh, please do. <laughs> and I, I've got lots and lots of faith and confidence in this band. We just got to get out there on the road yeah. and uh, and do. Uh, and, and I just need to be doing what I've what I've always done, really. Yeah.
1: Do do you feel born again? Like, um, because we talked to you when the first when the album came out. Um, yeah, I think around the time, it was a little bit before um sermons came out, and the excitement. You know, it, it was it was so awesome to see you excited and talking about just like you know, it, it was like your first re- you know, it, it was almost like you were talking as if it was your first record ever coming out. Like you were so excited, and and, and we felt it, and the yeah. fans felt it. And so, do you? You
3: yeah. know, it must oh. be yeah. yeah. The the upside is, guys, that really I had elements of control that I hadn't had since we were, uh, you know, uh, since the early 70s, you know, when I spent those years as a four-piece, you know, being responsible for the writing, you know, and um, I kind of liked that freedom, you know, Mm -hmm. to be able to do that, you know, without having to confer or get my ideas sanctioned, you know. Obviously, it goes both ways, Um, but um, I thought that that uh, was enjoyable. You know, it's kind of, it's nice to be able to do some work, you know, without anybody looking over your shoulder or anybody saying, oh, no, what, uh, you know, have you tried doing it this way? I'm going, no, 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 no. leave me alone. I'm doing it, you know this way really obviously i have other band members to consider as well and obviously they're more than welcome you know and always welcome and in fact it would be beneficial for us all to work together Good mm-hmm. uh, but and- i have a certain style a way i do things the way i hear things you know i have a style and um and um and that needs to be not um, affected in, in any way i think really i i want to see my style again after all of these years i want to experience that and get that off my chest really you know Mm. um you know and i found it really quite refreshing and easy to do you know and i'm doing the same thing again you know um and it's very it gives me an awful lot of confidence to be able to be able to be very assertive, you know, and not not stumbling away. I'm thinking, oh, oh, I'm not sure. Like for one day, two days, and they keep coming back to an idea and, and being stuck, you know. I mean, what's it called when writers get, like, not writers cramps, uh, it's called writers writing. block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> musos block, you know. Um, and, it, and it's great just to have, have an abundance of ideas, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, the, only, the only issue is, is deciding what order and stuff like that. So it's kind of, I guess it, it's it's probably when you get these Michelin star chefs, you know, when they start to concoct things and they get really excited about flavours and combinations <laughs> and, and it's unique, yeah. you know, and I stand back and look at it and I can taste it and think, the world hasn't experienced this, yeah, you know, does the world know what's coming their way? You know, and uh, and it puts you on like a a bit of a high, high reel. Really. Yeah. Oh my god.
1: Like emerald Lagasse, who I go kick it up a notch. Bam. <laughs> was he? I think that yeah. was his
3: thing. <laughs> so I mean, so for me, you know, I've put a band together before when I was very very young, and I can do it again.
1: Yeah. And you did, and it's massive. <laughs> it's so awesome. Well, it's, it, it's, it's just yeah, yeah. It's go ahead, Shane. Yeah. Sorry.
0: I it, the, the most amazing part of this whole story is, I, I mean, you never really went away because you're K.K. Right. Downing, but there's, for me, when I listen to this record, it's like, as a fan, it's a sense of vindication almost, because you 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 overcame the doubt, you overcame the years, and you came back and you put together one of the best
3: albums, metal albums of yeah. 2021. Yeah. Yeah, well, the the way I see it, guys, is the fact that, you know, when you get um, when you get like, okay, it's a team and teams uh, teams are good, but sometimes when you do things, they become kind of a bit of a hybrid in a way. Do you know what I mean yeah. we did a lot of great things, but I don't know how certain think songs would have sounded if it would have just me or if it had been just Glenn doing the music, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So sometimes we would do things and it would be a bit of a concoction, you know. And and so, and, uh, but like, sometimes I felt really good about it, other times I didn't feel quite so good about it, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, But the main thing is whatever we did was of a standard, you know, uh, for the most part, a a pretty good and very acceptable, standard, you know, that both myself and Glenn, you know, sanctioned and went with. But if I'd have done things on my own, maybe they would have been a bit different. But but certain things we did, I always felt that we, as Judas priests, kind of left the priest a little bit sometimes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Where with, with Sermons of the Sinner, it's priestified, you know, and yes. I like that.
2: Oh, I like monastical that
3: monastical kind of mysterious kind of. I mean, I, I, I move away from it sometimes, you know, yeah. and not and and go with something like Brothers of the Road and Raise Your Fist. And, but I've always kind of done that in Judas Priest, you know. But as long as you keep coming back to the the main theme and and the main uh, and the main the main house, you know, mm-hmm. into the church. Theodore, The Abyss, you know, everything. that, And I kind of liked that, you know. And, is that the new title, and, Priestified? Uh, <laughs> that could be the new title yeah. of the album, so, Priestified. I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe there's something always a bit weird about me, but the thing is, ever <laughs> since I first started, got into this, everything that was synonymous, really, for me, with metal was... was you know, the, the tombstone, the graveyard, the, yeah. you know, the, everything about um, Judas Priest, because, and, um, and uh, you know, I, I could talk about it for, for hours, to be honest, really, because the thing is, there's so much content there that's inspirational to me to write these songs. It, it's already there, you know, like I said before, in Judas Priest we left that behind sometimes you know mm-hmm. and so um, you know so there's so much to go at really
2: yeah and it's so very cool.
3: exciting it's really exciting you
2: know?
1: yeah we, we can't see, wait to see you on the road and you know once this you know once we can finally get there and you know you gotta come to Philly I know that there's a special history yes. between you know you and Priest in Philly so you, you gotta bring the KK's Priest to Philly it would be a killer, killer show.
3: <laughs> you, know. you know me, guys, like I said, you know that um, I've only done things one way. Yeah. You yep. know, and and I, I always had the same and I told the guys for decades, the older we get, the younger mm-hmm. we have to play and perform. Mm-hmm. If you keep that in mind, every time the curtains go up, yeah, yeah that's yeah. what you have to do. You can't be complacent, you know. Yeah. You can't be doing stuff, drinking stuff. You can't be complacent. Fans have traveled a long way. They've got babysitters maybe, knocked a day off work. Um, you know, they're spending good money. They're looking forward, they're waiting for the tickets they' bought this and all of this it's a massive thing for people to go to concerts these days because mm-hmm. now it's different most bands most bands you have to travel to go and see. In the old days, the bands came to your town yeah. we, used, oh, yeah. we used to play the secondary markets didn't we? Yep. Judas Priest would go all around America playing yeah. the main market, LA, New York, whatever. Right. And then we, we would go around to Biloxi, Mississippi to Little Rock, Arkansas. Or I mean, Saginaw, yeah. You know, yeah. You know, we used to play the secondary markets and guess what? They were just as enjoyable of playing those packed out theatres or whatever as they are playing Nassau Coliseum or somewhere else. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The fans are just the fans are so pleased. Yes, you know yeah. that you've come to their town, and they like you for it and love you for it. Well, that's what we kind of need. hopefully we can get back to doing that. You know,
0: yeah. that I mean that that does that means a lot to to fans. I saw you at a smaller venue in Harrisburg, so in '83.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, it's
3: kind of. Mixed miss now fans you've got to travel 150 miles or whatever it is america's a big, big place you know <laughs> you could easily live 150 200 miles from the major city that you know from what, where people go and um you know so if people it, there's a lot of the time and expense now to go see bands and the tickets Prices seem to, you know, before COVID anyway, they were really, really expensive, you know. Uh, (laughs) uh, Over here in the UK, it's exactly the same. It's, it's, you know, it's incredible what people are charging. So the main thing is when you get out there on that stage, you want to be 100% every time. And that was, that was KK Downing for me, you know. I mean, I never ate a thing all day long. You can ask, you can ask your guys. I may have a banana and a cup of coffee. But, you know, I want to be fighting fit. I want to be, I don't want to be weighed down with a big meal or something like that, you know. <laughs> I, never, I never ate a thing. I'd come off and I would eat after the show and that because I wanted, it was like always, always training for the event, you know. Yeah. Always training for the event. And um, so when you get out there, you know, you're as fit as you can fit. People always used to complain. Oh, KK, he's always asleep. Oh, he's like a doormouse. He'll be in his bunker sleep. It's just me making sure I'm, you know, because you've, you've got to be ready for that show, guys. You've got to be fighting fit, you know, because yeah. it's a, a good workout, and uh, but an, an enjoyable workout.
2: Yeah. I used to love it when we
3: used to come off stage, and Rob used to... Keep his boots upside down and literally a pint of sweat would pour out. Oh my goodness. You know. Yeah. And now while I'm looking at Rob, I'm going, come on, Rob, you you can lift one foot up in front of you <laughs> how, it, long the, how long did that high last
1: after a show? Like how long was that high for you after a after a big show?
3: Well, that's the problem, guys. That's yeah. the problem. You do get high, you know, and uh yeah. I you, you get such a lift and a uh, but But that's the reward, you know. But you can have a couple of beers. You can have a nice meal. You can talk to some girls. You know, sign some autographs. You know, you can hang out with the guys. And you you can kind of feel it, you know. And it's it's a real buzz, you know. So, but kind of towards the last two, as I did, it it kind of all got a bit kind of stale and complacent. And I wasn't happy with that, you know. And I I was trying to gee the guys up saying, you know, Let's do it my way, you know. Um, but seemingly that wasn't going to happen, really. So, um, so, uh, and, and and I think we were winding down, and uh, and that hence the decision to end the band. Yeah. And for everybody yeah. to retire. Gotcha. So yeah. I kind of I get the bad rap, guys. You know, KK left, Bruce. Hang on, we. Right. We, we all we all signed up to doing it. Right. I just threw my toys out on the pram in December. I'm thinking, right, bollocks for that. If that's that's the way it's going to be, you do it, you know. But yeah. Yeah. And I Uh, I think I had a right right to do that, to duck out during the farewell tour. But in a way, to me, it was kind of me, something not being final for me. If I didn't do the farewell tour. Maybe, to me, it never happened.
2: Mm.
3: You know, but it's only because the guys got together and um, decided to carry on. At which point, they should have said, "Like we're carrying on, really. You need to uh, get your ass in gear and come back and and continue the journey because we've all changed our minds. But that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Except they changed their minds to have me back and keep the, the situation the way it was. So there you go. Yeah.
1: Well, we're just blessed to have you doing your thing. And I think, what have we learned today? We learned that you're, uh, we appreciate you taking the time because I know you said you're, you're writing. Yes, right, we do. Correct. You're, you're writing, you're, you're working, uh, doing your thing. I am. And, I yeah, am. And, and
3: we're excited.
1: <laughs> we're just mm,
2: excited.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, really, because like I say, you know, what we do, um, you know, I've spent my life locked away, you know writing songs, you know, it, it became a way of life, you know, write, record, tour, write, record, tour, yeah. you know, it was a, a cycle. Um, There's no different here except, um, but, you know, this will hold us in very good stead really when the time comes around and we can go out there and, um, and then we can have virtually a couple of hours of brand new material to pick from as well. Mm. but obviously there's lots of stuff I want to play guys, definitely stuff from the Ripper albums, the Ripper years and also um, obviously some stuff that goes way way back you know that I like to do but also um, some of the classics you know um, it wouldn't be me out there doing a live show if I wasn't out there doing some of the stuff that they know people know me so well you know, you, you, uh, you, and they used to hear me play. You got to do cathedral spires. <laughs> That's one of my favorite. Well, it's just you know, I mean, I was thinking about that on that whole album. Yeah. What, this is what I'm saying is when you when you have that sized song, you know, cathedral spires just fits the bill, <laughs> doesn't it? You know. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's it's, you know, yes. I mean, it's an epic. I mean, that could be that could be an album ty- title: Judas Priest Cathedral Spires. Uh, yeah
1: yeah it's one of my favorites oh man
0: i had to ask ask you because uh judas priest has a a graphic novel coming out for screaming for vengeance i'm sure you're at least aware of that aren't you they're doing a comic book tied tied into the screaming for vengeance record no i'm not
3: i'm not not aware of that guys you know i'm not aware of that Mm, is that
0: is that something that you would ever consider for for kk's priest because it kind of lends itself to a a very cool uh, comic book kind of look
1: or short film or yeah something yeah
3: yeah absolutely you know it (laughs) sounds good i have to to check into that you know um look into that um yeah the guys have come out with an awful lot of things you know i like i don't get anything from anything by the way guys oh really Mm. wow Mm. So it was kind of a hard bullet with the 50th anniversary books you know to see not only to be denied to be a part of that but also you know to see me in there and you know um yeah that's that's, wow. that, that's an odd decision to go out to promote 50 years of judas priest as a four piece that's that it, that it just it, it's it just flies in the face
1: of everything that like you all accomplished, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, you were there oh, for yeah, 40 because,
3: years. If you <laughs> look at the book and it's $500 and, you know, and there's, there's, uh, Jeez. you know, I mean, it's kind of a, uh, that, that's kind of a uh, bizarre. I don't know what's happening, but obviously I, I did complain of uh, management decisions that I wasn't happy with, you know, no. management yeah. and planning decisions, Um been the main reason for uh, me being upset in, in 2010, you know. Um, but obviously, during that year, Rob did his own world tour, 2010, uh, yeah. including, the, including the Ozfest, playing Judas Priest songs. And he released two solo albums, studio albums. Yep. Which was also a bone of contention. And that's why we were wrapping his up, I think, guys. Mm. Really, it was, it was it was getting to the point where myself and Glenn were thinking, you know, um, it's not really um, something we can continue to be doing, really, you know. Mm. Um, so it's kind of tough. It's kind of tough. Yeah. But but uh, but that's why KK's priest is, um, is, uh, is 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 it's good for me, guys. At my you know my stage of life you know now yeah. i've hit the the big seven zero
1: <laughs> happy, yeah that's right yeah happy 70th sir um, yeah absolutely
2: yeah.
3: Happy 70th. yeah so yeah basically lots of things that were unprecised in latter years you know i uh, hope to obviously make all that good you know with this judas priest record me and aj we share the guitar solos you yeah. know in, in, in a fair way you know, that wasn't happening, you know, uh, Glenn was doing most of the solos, which was not good really, because I can do it. I can do it all. If, yeah. I was I wondered it. about that.
1: I, I always felt like in some sense, like I, I want to hear more, more, cause I mean, your style, I mean, I, Glenn's style is great, but your style, I always kind of re- resonated more with me, just, you know, and I always wanted to hear yeah. more from you, you know?
3: Yeah. Yeah. And so that's happening on the priest, uh, on the KK's priest record and, um, and yeah, the full-on vibes there, you know, all the classic tones are there because obviously my guitars are the same, my amps are the same, everything is the same. It's me, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so uh, yeah, I can't change. Um, it's too late I'll in the day. No, please but, don't. <laughs> why should I sell my guitars and get new ones, or change the way that I produce, or right. I, yeah, I write songs the way I do anything? It's I just. Uh, when I did this, when I did uh, Sermons of, of the Sin, I just went on to autopilot. I sat there, I was like, right, I won't even think about this. I'll do what comes natural. Yeah, and and combined with that, I want to songs out there that I know are going to be great live songs. The audience right. can enjoy and participate because yeah. there's a lot of that on there as well. So uh, very well, we're very much looking forward to that opportunity. Yeah. That's awesome please okay, come we, to philly please come to philly yes, please yes <laughs>
1: you gotta come here it'll be awesome it'll be huge
3: we will we'll we'll be there you know i mean you know i'm yeah. looking forward to doing this world tour you know and uh, hopefully there'll be more often and yeah but yeah i've got very good fun fun memories of philadelphia beautiful city isn't it beautiful oh, yeah. city. absolutely yeah, yeah. Well, KK, any, yeah. My second home, I'll be back soon. Oh, yeah. We love it. Any, anything else you'd like to add, KK? Uh we appreciate your no, time. Just, You're
1: very great. Just
3: like to say a big a big thank you, not just to all the fans in Philly, but all the fans in the United States and everywhere for being so patient and grinding it out through this horrible pandemic thing. But everything's gonna be good. We're gonna be back, the music industry is gonna be you know, uh, back um, to where it was before. Um, Not going to be much longer, but like I said, big thank you to you. Patience, thank you all for checking out KK's Priest, the record. We're back, you know, back in the saddle. I'm back in the saddle. And I hope to see you guys real soon. Yes, sir. The KK has returned. (laughs) KK, take care, sir. (laughs) Okay, you guys. James, Thank you. David, good to catch up with you again, buddy.
1: Yep, you yes, sir. God bless. It.
3: Take care, man. Okay, you guys.
2: Take- yeah!